Good morning, this is William Patrick from the other side of the bars. Today is my first day inside a prison. In the beginning of the day, we uh, go to formation. It's a 12-hour shift, sometimes 18 hours to 20 hours, depending on if we did not get relieved or not. But anyway, this is my first day. I'm standing in formation. Supervisors are checking us for our uniforms to see they're pressed, boots are shined, pretty much like the military. Supervisors also are giving us the lowdown on the shift before us. What has happened inside our housing units what activities are going to be done for the day. Uh, basically, the whole 12 hours. Once formation has completed, we uh, go to the kitchen to get our carts to feed. We have a hot cart and we have a cold cart. We have to count the trays, make sure accuracy of how many inmates are in our pod and how we keep track of that we have a log book that has the names of all the inmates their cell assignments and everything gp at my particular prison was 88 on one pod segregation was 44 88 means a two-man cell. 44 is a one-man cell. The unit I worked at was a maximum security prison. The next one highest is a supermax. I started at a level five. So these are some of the hardest criminals in our state. Anyway, we count the trays. After we count the trays, then we push them to our housing unit. Some prisons let the inmates help you f feed if you have workers on your pod, or if not, the officer has to do it. That means you have to open the tray slot, you have to make sure that the trays are complete before you put them in the cell because inmates will complain that they did not get everything on their tray. If you do not physically look at it before you give it to them, they will get over on you. Because like I said, I was their, pl their favorite play toy. They knew how to get me. Because I had to double check my trays. And you remember that one special day I told you that they actually had put feces in each of my trays. And I didn't check them. I put them back in the hot box. And 
and took them back to the kitchen. Every tray on that hot box was destroyed. They had to throw them away. And yes, I got wrote up for that. That's how I learned. Anyway, a typical day in prison life is that we, after we feed, we would pull our workers out. We would get our cleaning supplies out for the day. The inmates would start cleaning the pod. Once the pod is cleaned, then if our pod is assigned to M-Pod Rec, then particularly one once uh, upper or the lower would come out separately, or the whole pod would come out, just depending on the status of that particular pod. Then we would do our hour wreck because that's what they got on a daily basis. In the morning, we'd give them an hour, and then in the afternoon, we would give them an hour. And also, evening shift would also do a couple hours. And then, usually about after 8, 30, 9 o'clock, they're put up in their cells for the night. But during their in-pod wreck, they can take showers, they can do whatever they want to do, is watch TV in the pod, uh, play cards, whatever. There is no gambling, per se. But, you know... Inmates are inmates. They will always find a way to do something. They have 24 hours in a day to figure it out. Anyway, uh, like I said, in a day's time in a prison, you... uh, You get a list of counselor assignments. When the counselor comes to the pod, they they will have you pull the inmates out one at a time that they could talk. When medical comes over to your pod, they will do the same thing, give you a medical list. You will have the control booth officer open each cell for each inmate to to come out to do the particular activity that they have to do. If you're in SAG, the inmates, once they come out of the cell, they have to be restrained. And usually full restraints if they're going to medical. And you have to have two officers escorting at all times. Basically, we do all these activities during the day and other shifts. So some of the excitements that I have had in my 20 years in corrections, I have had an inmate come out of his handcuffs on me choked me, 
if it was not for my partner, I probably would not be sitting here today telling you this story. In fact, it was kind of funny. Um, at the time, my girlfriend, I thought I was wondering what she was going to do when she found out I was gone. And I told the Lord, I said, I'm coming home. But my partner saved me. And that's why today I'm able to record this podcast. Corrections is a very dangerous job. Right now, I just talked to a buddy of mine who had retired in this past November. And he will be on my interview uh, list. So you'll be able to, to hear him talk. But he told me that our state corrections is about 150 officers down right now, short. If you don't have full capacity of officers in your prison, it makes it very hard on the officers that are there. They get drafted. They work anywhere up to 16, 20 hours a day. Um, and they're exhausted. This is not easy work. It's very stressful. In fact, I know, I know several police officers that told me they would never come into a prison. So, just think about that. When, when you hear the comment from all these certain people uh, to de, uh, defund the police and defund corrections and let the inmates out and all that. These are criminals. These are criminals that have raped, killed, murdered, uh, molested, done whatever they have done to get locked up. And some of them are very hardcore uh, inmates. I have worked with some of the worst convicts in the state. When they call it 1033 in other housing units or other areas, if your offenders are locked up in their cells, you have to respond to that 1033. A 1033 means officer needs help. And once you are called to a 1033, you have to do what you have to do. And if you have to put hands on the inmate, then that's what you got to do. I used to joke... <clears throat> That when I was in school for fighting, I would get in trouble for it. Once I got in corrections, I got paid for it. It's a very crazy world that we live in today. Don't worry, I have some stories to tell that will curl your toenails. Till the next time. On the other side of the bars, this is William Patrick.